Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, joining me this Sunday evening to honestly break down maybe the most egregious game that you and I have ever had the it's not it's not joy or honor or it's like the misery to discuss yeah. is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley Ovi what the heck dude what the heck <laughs> this is uh this is a waste of my time um this this, this is um <laughs> I could be doing anything else right now hanging out with my kids watching another episode of whatever um this that's so funny because I had the same exact reaction with my yeah. wife. I, I like looked at. I was, I was like, like I, I just I'm choosing to devote the the hour the precious hours of my life to this. What are we doing? <laughs> and yeah, I I, I love uh, uh media. Um, I was just on 99 the game he, local station here in Atlanta, of course, and uh, I was on Dukes hey, and Bell yeah, and, yeah. and watching uh both their twitters. Like they're just like yeah that they have a similar feeling like I don't even want to cover this. Like it's not worth my time. They don't deserve, they haven't earned the right to take my time to cover this, this bull crap, this hogwash, this, you know, embarrassment for everybody who wears a Falcons emblem, uh, Jersey and Sydney. It's just, it's hard to watch because you know what? <sighs> you go back over all the hope that we had, all the conversations we had, all the talk about, you know, and every year people say this is the year, but for real, for the Falcons, Having money to spend, this is supposed to be our year. And having, hopefully, you know, Desmond Ritter be able to take his last four games of last season into a serviceable, Russell Wilson-esque type of game manager that could do something for us, we all had hope because we knew that we had uh, talent, which was strange for us. And defense showed that that talent is for real. So having the inability to be able to score points. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the defense for a little bit, but I, I just don't feel like this can be put on them. You you, you can't say, well, you could have stopped them the last drive. Yeah, you could have, but you also could have scored some points at some point in the darn game. So this is just um, something I want to uh, – let, let's get in, let's get out, because uh, I, I'm, I'm irritated just talking about the ineptitude of the Falcons team, especially the offense. Yeah, here's 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 just a standard rule. Yeah. Um, I think for this podcast mm -hmm. is when the defense doesn't allow a touchdown, they get a pass. Yeah. They get a pass. Yeah. <laughs> like there there's not a single thing that I want to hear about the defense unless it is praise for Clayus Campbell, yep. unless it is praise for Zach Harrison, yep. unless it is, you know, uh, a recognition that hey, they should have won this game. It was not going to be a pretty game. I Actually got to spend a, a weekend with a lot of my friends up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Nice. It was lovely. It was tiring. I'm a little bit worse for the wear uh, after, you know, just a, a nice little raucous time. And I was fully just expecting and ready and looking forward to a nice little 23 to 13 victory on a rainy afternoon. And it wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be pretty. I wasn't expecting it to be the the breakout game where we're like, all right, there it is. There's the team. With but I wasn't expecting this. No, I was not expecting a nine to seven loss where, I mean, it, it may be the perfect encapsulation. And and let's kind of dispense maybe with some of the defense. And today, Ovi, I really want to just 
get into the red meat of all of this. We don't need the sides. We don't need the appetizers, the desserts. Let's, Let's get into the red meat. Let's talk about Desmond Ritter. Let's talk about Arthur Smith. Let's do it. There's a lot to figure Let's out here. Do it. Um, so that is going to be the bulk of today's episode. But first, all the major sports are rolling this week and college football bowl season is underway. So when you want to put a little skin in the game, BetOnline is the number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for the NFL, NBA, NHL, and all of the biggest upcoming fights. So head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, uh... Which one do you want to start with, Ovi? You want to start, start with Desmond Ritter or you want to start with Arthur Smith? I mean, fire Arthur Smith. I mean, it, it's it's my whole timeline on my phone. It's just fire Arthur Smith, fire Arthur Smith. And I talked about it uh, literally uh, when I was on the um, Dukes and Bell a couple of days ago. I was like, I, I hear the fire Arthur Smith, you know, uh, chants and, you know, claims and the desire to. And, and I was like, but I, I don't think we're there yet. I was like, now, if he blows these final four games in fabulous fashion, then, yeah. you know, as a vet, I'm like, hey, you know, three years, they fired a guy in San Diego who had a couple winning seasons and went to the playoffs. <laughs> Brandon Staley, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our guy has not even had a winning season, hasn't been to the playoffs, and, you know, granted, the talent wasn't great, but especially this year, to have the greatest talent, the easiest schedule, and to have this, mm-hmm. if he if he's yep. up these last four games, I was like, it, it might be, you know, curtains. And he is on the road to making my prediction true, because if he keeps on playing like this or coaching like this, uh, it, it could be really bad. And I, I've tried to be because so oftentimes players just don't execute. Players just don't do their job. And because the average fan doesn't understand how football works from the behind the scenes, they'll say, oh, it's a coach's job. It's a coach. Coach's like, I drew it up. I made a, I, I create the strategy, game plan. <laughs> yeah. If they're throwing interceptions and fumbles and dropping the ball and not having I mean, accurate, there's nothing I can do. Why are you going to fire me? Because they messed up. And it happens a lot in this league. You have coaches that aren't terrible, but because the teams are terrible, somebody's got to go down. And so I, I felt like, you know, at times Arthur Smith's been in that situation, especially a couple of years ago where we just didn't have the talent to do things. Uh, but mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm starting to feel like, hey, it could be him. It, it, it could be, you know, Arthur. It, it could be, you know, that he's not able to use the talent that we have in the way that it's supposed to be used. And so the fire Arthur Smith chance, I'm, I'm not fully on board still, but I, I got one foot. I got one foot in that boat. And, and I, I'm starting to be like, people are giving compelling arguments regarding why this guy <laughs> should not be yeah. our guy. And I'm like, you know what? You, there's, there's some truth to that. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how – well, I already know Arthur, Arthur Smith's going to do uh, – Arthur, I mean, uh, Arthur Blank's going to do. Um, when in doubt, keep him. He showed us through Dan Quinn and through Mike Smith that he doesn't want to make knee-jerk reactions. And you literally got to fumble the bag. Like, you, like I, I was actually happy with Dan Quinn because if I had one more mediocre season, it was going to drive me crazy. He started losing and losing, and Falcons fans hated it. And I don't know if it was uh, our first year in the show where Dan Quinn got fired, but it's a good thing. So let's not be on that edge. Hey, Arthur Smith, if you're going to like just you know be horrible, <laughs> be horrible. Like don't don't Blame be out right there. Like, yeah. Just don't go all in. It's going to be painful, but rip that bandaid off. Let us get a new coach and let us actually get some wins in here. 
the way you walked through all of that is kind of, I think, where I'm landing as well. Like, I, I still think that objectively, Arthur Smith is a good coach because honestly, I believe like most of the coaches in this league know what they're doing. This is the NFL. The players are all the best. And when we say a player sucks, it's all relative. But any player that we say sucks is 400,000 times better than I am at whatever they're doing. So I'm like, Arthur Smith is not a dummy. Arthur Smith knows what he's doing. He knows football. He has reasons for doing what he's doing. So just know and accepting that as a baseline, which honestly, I would I would venture to guess there's like 30% of the fan base that genuinely genuinely doesn't even believe that that is true. And so that is the portion that I'm not talking to right now because I, I, I don't think that that can even be like, it's a little bit of, of a lost cause. I think at this point, like if you just can't accept that, all right, Arthur Smith at least has a reason and is smart and kind of knows what he's trying to do. And there are, so many factors that we don't know, right? Like play calling is is a little bit of an iceberg in my mind. All we see is the Sunday, right? All we see is that play call put into action. We don't see the Monday through Friday, them trying to figure out why does this play make sense, right? Why does this play either fit what we do as our identity on a team or it attacks and exposes a weakness on the team that we're playing, That is all factored in. Maybe a player that you usually count on is dinged up in a way that's not necessarily public, but is enough to hamper them in one specific area. Maybe there's a player who is a good player for you, but has a clear flaw that the team knows and is trying to hide. And so that impacts the reason you're putting certain plays in and you're not doing certain things. Like there's just so much nuance to it that for anybody to say outright, like, there, nobody knows anything that they're doing when it comes to play calling. That part, I think, is wrong. However, I do think that at the end of the day, like the head coach, it, it is your job to fix all of this, yeah. right? When you're saying over and over again that this is when you got to be playing your best ball. This is when the pressure's on. You're in the home stretch. Your destiny's in your hands. Whatever you want to say, whatever kind of cliche thing you want to put out there, they just lost a game nine to seven to a one and 11 team that had fired its coach three weeks ago yeah. to a rookie quarterback that you already beat. And so yeah. I just can't help but look at this team right now and say, what is different from week one, except for maybe you guys getting worse. We now know that the defense is good, right? Yeah. We, we know that, but that, that's kind of it. I feel like Desmond Ritter is the exact same player. I feel like we're having the same conversations about Kyle Pitts. I feel like Bajan is, has been just the same guy from day one, and that's fine, but the fumbling issues reared its head again today, and, and they've lost games in which he has fumbled in the second half in kind of key moments that have then led to points for the, off, for the opposing offense. And so it's all just the same. We've lost confidence in this. That being said, I, I still don't think I'm more in the camp of I've seen enough of Desmond Ritter. I've seen enough to kind of know what he is versus I just think there's so much of the unknowns in coaching that I'm personally a little bit more willing to say, let's let the string play out a little. Like, let's see another coat of paint kind of on this coaching staff because there are some wrinkles here. I do like some of the things that they're doing. 
it's just the chemistry of this team is is not right. I mean, it, is that does that make any sense to you? It, it, it does, but I mean, I I feel like you uh, went out of your way to contort to make every excuse for these coaches you could make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. It, it, I mean, that, that, I can. That, that is a fair. <laughs> yes, that's fair. You can you can lob that at me, and and so many people probably are yeah. right and. It's the same thing that we've said with Desmond Ritter, right? You see the flashes yeah. and you're like, there it is. Mm-hmm. I do see things with Arthur Smith where I'm like, I, I like that that is coming from this team, right? That no, it's coming yeah, from it, an Atlanta team. The problem is, is that uh, Arthur Smith is like Desmond Ritter. He gives you um, flashes to where, you know, again, how much of the defense is Arthur Smith, but the defense is amazing. Uh, how much mm-hmm. of the offense is, uh, you know, woes Arthur Smith, you know, I, I I don't know, but I, I feel like he's more involved in the offense than the defense. I could be wrong. I, I'm not back there, but I, I do know that sometimes the easy answer is the right answer. And as a player, you know, if your best player, one of your best players, Drake London, is not getting targeted or getting a catch until mm-hmm. late in the game, and you just saw him go off a couple games ago where he's you know breaking records, you're just like, all right, what what are we doing? I, I get. It's a nasty game. It's a game you're running the ball. But if anybody's going to get a chance to affect the game through the air, why wouldn't that guy be one of the guys? And yeah. just so Bill Belichick, you, you find great coaches. And you're like, all right, what, what do great coaches do? Uh, great coaches make tough decisions. If Bijan was playing in New England, his ass would have been sat on the bench. And it would have been to the Tyler Algier and Cordero Passer show. And that's just the truth. You see them do. I've seen them do it before. I've talked to players who've been on that team, uh, offensive guys, running back, running backs who've been like, "Yeah, I, I, I had like three, four games in game suspension to where I practiced. I was a scout team uh, running back. I had to earn a right, and somebody had to mess up because he was like, I'd rather take a, a above average running back who holds onto the ball like it's their, you know, their baby than a flashy, yeah. smashy, you know, do this, spin around, jump over somebody, you know." otherworldly talent who's going to fumble one in every three games that's what bill belichick yeah. would do and you would think that you know with- but but let me let me let me push back with, with this right here is what if what if that's kind of what was maybe happening a little bit right like because Bajan did not have the role for before the bye week yeah. it was really after the bye week that they were like we're going to make him our workhorse yeah. what if they were like we can't trust you in some of these big moments tyler algier has been their fourth quarter back yeah Basically, all season long, yep. right? There's a reason for that. Coral Daryl Patterson was the running back that they gave the ball to down at the goal line, yeah. right? So it is clear they're showing some of these signs that, all right, we don't fully trust Bajan. Yeah. There's confidence there. They hope that he becomes the player because he already is that player, right? Yeah. But there are fumbling issues and that can get corrected. But that's the setup for me saying if that was the plan, then the fan base would absolutely, and the fantasy football managers would crush and decimate this coaching staff for not playing Bajan. So it's just kind of a lose-lose, and that's where I'm like, it's a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, and I I just kind of feel like Arthur Smith can't win at this point, and I would rather say that, that this game probably was just played in a monsoon. They came in with a game plan that called for a little bit more of a conservative. Like I think they felt that perfectly comfortable winning this game 10 to 3, taking a lot of flack, for not having, you know, 28 points and just being like, we got to win. Who cares? Let's keep going. The issue is you lost. And yeah. to me, the issue, the reason that you lost this game was the Bajan fumble and was the Bajan, or the Desmond Ritter That's, interception. Yeah. And I just kind of don't know how you put that on the coach. Well, I mean, true. Those two things were key reasons, as they always are. Turnovers will kill games. But it, you just feel like, I feel like we should have been 
a touchdown or two to where we could have made those mistakes and still won with the defense playing the way it played. We should have had a coach, and I agree. We should have had a coach that was calling plays and using its players and playmakers to where we're getting first downs, we're having explosive plays. I mean, granted, yes. it's with with that weather still. We have running backs, and I've been in games where it's been nasty, and that's where you break these runs. Use these RBs. Use you have this three headed monster that if you keep on, you know, going to the well and getting that defense tired and setting up plays like you mentioned. Uh, it's going to be a two-yard play, a one-yard play sometimes. But you're setting up some of the big ones to where you're cutting back and you have a cross block or a way to double-team up to the, the next level and be able to have something happen with your playmakers. That didn't happen. And so uh, right. I'm not in the, the the meeting room. I don't know what they're calling, what their strategy was. I just know that whatever it was, it, it didn't work. And, and it, it wasn't yeah. giving you the cushion you should have had being a yeah. – it hurts to say this uh, – Especially now, being a dominant team, like we 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 are better than, than the Panthers. Like that's that's not difficult to say. I feel confident saying we're better than the than the Panthers. I, I I go so as far as to say, no one in that locker room thought they were going to lose today. Like because they felt like, all right, we've seen film. Clay's Campbell definitely didn't before. think they were losing today. Clay's no, Campbell was not. doing everything to just. He was like Jesse Bates. I'm going to drag you guys to a win, even if I have to do yeah. it myself. And he damn near did. Oh, absolutely. So. so yeah, so so that so that's the thing right now. I'm 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 uh I'm hurting and uh, with with the Arthur Smith. Sometimes it's not about the coach being bad. It's just about the coach being the guy who has to take the fall. And if you're allowing this to happen, yeah. we say all the time, either you're coaching this way or you're allowing it to happen. And either way, if you're allowing it to happen, then we need to get you out of here. And right now, if he's not coaching it, he's allowing it to happen because it's on his watch. This 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 crap is happening on. His watch, which is why people are like yeah. fire Arthur Smith, get him out of here. Anybody's better than this guy because, like you, you mentioned, all coaches can coach. Like pretty much most coaches in the NFL can coach, and it's more about the little things. It's about the culture. It's about the motivation. It's about the you know operations. It's about getting right together, moving in the same direction. It's that stuff. And so if you're not great at that stuff, you know we'll find somebody who is. To me, Arthur Smith, he's like in he's in an escape room right now. The the third thing there, right, is you're you're either allowing the problem to happen or you're the problem. The I think the kind of like third little asterisk there is that once the problems start arising, the hourglass gets turned over oh, yeah. and the sand starts ticking down. And the sand is almost just run out for Arthur Smith, right? It's like you just haven't figured out your way to get out of this Houdini trap in time. Yep. So now you're gonna drown in in a little class case like, you know, that's just, they better it, not if they do and arthur smith fumbles the bag they better not get rid of terry Fontenot. but terry Fontenot put some dime see it's wild that people are like i'm in the bag for for arthur smith because you are just like i will throw myself Absolutely. in front of this truck yes. for terry Fontenot. i mean like <laughs> the people he's got the, the nate lamon like he's, he did it in, in the world he did it here and we were able to even last year to spend the money in places to where we got gems Cordero Patterson a couple mm-hmm. years ago. When he first got uh, when uh, Terry yes, got here. Yeah. We found, but again, was that team. Arthur Smith's vision for Cordero Patterson? Was that Terry Font? Like that's it's just so hard to sort all that out. Yeah. That I'm not ready and willing to like say definitively this is a Terry Font move. This is an Arthur Smith move. This is a Desmond Ritter thing. This is an Arthur Smith thing. Like I don't know. It's too muddy. Yeah. But I I do know that because it's muddy, that 
not every play call is the worst play call in the world if it gains two yards. And you're not a genius if every play call gains 60 yards, right? Sometimes it means a dude missed his block or made his block. And that has nothing to do with the play caller. So I want to transition us to Desmond Ritter, but I want to do that through asking you about play call specifically Uh, as a player. You know, you were responsible for the execution part, right? Yeah. And I just, how do you, when you're watching a game, how do you sort the coaching from the execution? Uh, Really, it's about um, just, did the player do everything he could do? Because the player did everything he could do. Like, you know, you you made your block, you reached your man, you caught the ball, you turned up field, you did everything you could do and the play still doesn't work, <laughs> then, then you know, it, it's a chess game. Uh, and, and, you know, there's some coaches play checkers, some coaches play chess, some coaches who are able to out-game, out-match. And, you know, that's when we go into, uh, uh, you know, the, the Bill Belichicks and the Andy Reeds. And <laughs> it hurts me to say this, but the Kyle Shanahan's, you know, oh, at, Kyle, at, yeah. at times, like, you, you you just, like, see, like, wow, they got it. They got a bag. They got a bag of trips. They got a, you know, a, 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 you know, all these tools they can use, and they're just able to maneuver these pieces better than the rest. There are some coaches who do it really well. Some coaches who are average. Some coaches who just just can't do that. They're great rah rah guys, but they can't figure out like they don't have the the football IQ that's necessary to be able to put people in positions to win. So um, I, I've seen both sides, but when the player is consistently you know, not doing his job or doesn't have the physical ability to do their job like we've seen with the Falcons for so many so many years to where we're just getting beat. Like, one-on-one, we're just losing. Yeah. If you lose multiple one-on-ones, you're going to lose games. And that was us. We couldn't win one-on-ones. Individually, we are getting our butts whooped. Our DBs were, our wide receivers were, our offense and defense alignment were. Like, that's not the case this year. Uh, as much oh, on both sides of the ball. That's why, because our offensive line is pretty good. I've sang their praises uh, several times this year because they're mm-hmm. moving guys. And, and, you know, we have some guys yeah. that... Are, I don't think our offensive line has suddenly just become garbage. They, exactly. But they did have, so that's yeah. why we keep going to the Arthur Smith, like, dude. Like, but he was it, also the coach last year. He, so the he, same he logic applies. Last, last year, we were suddenly garbage. We were mediocre last year. We were mediocre the year before. We're I think mediocre the difference this year. Is we're never good. Actually, I think you actually had a running quarterback last year. And so the math changed. I think that the having a truly running threat, which is maybe the reason, and I've kind of resisted the Lamar, Justin Fields, because I, I kind of don't think that that's what his... And I'm just basing this on Ryan Tannehill, but I kind of don't think that's the vision of the offense. But now I'm, that's out the window for me because the vision of Arthur Smith's offense and the biggest complaint that I will level at him and the coaching staff, and it used to be in in the afterglow of the, the Dan Quinn era where you were winning games 21 to you know 10 and then lost them 24 to 21... In, in those, and it was just these big swings of emotion or whatever. Yep. And I was like, at least they're keeping all of these games close in the fourth quarter. That used to be a reason for belief in this coaching staff. And now to me, it's an indictment of this coaching staff. Like your point about being a dominant team, why do they have to thread the needle in every single game that they play? Why can they not go in to a game against the 1 and 11 Carolina Panthers and, and say, we're going to put 35 points just, on this guy? Just, just like, yeah. Step on their throat and you know move forward and dominate. I, again, I've played with teams in Baltimore and Atlanta to where we're like, all right, we know we're better than them. They know we're better than them. The fans know 
we're not going to make this complicated. We're going to beat their behinds and, and just handle business. And I, I haven't seen the Falcons do that, you know, in a long, long time. But for Ritter, he's done. He, he's he's gone. Like he, he's he's after okay. Yeah, let's like, let's like, get. I'm, I'm just like it, yeah. it's it's over because I'm like maybe possibly because early on again that's what he does. He had a great throw to his tight end Janu, and he's like I was like oh dude yeah like, but that ooh. thing was like what that was wide open. Was, you were like, like, made you that throw get there. like into a maybe hopeful because you, you you just want it to be you know, real because it will be a perfect situation if he can actually yeah. be above average. He's not. He's not the guy taking us to a Super Bowl. He's not the guy taking us to playoff wins. He's not that guy. And for everybody, I just said like eight retweets on my Twitter uh, of all the Matt Ryan stuff that were saying, hey, we need to say the apology letter to Matt Ryan. We need to. Two days ago, I had a Christmas party here in Atlanta. And this guy, this drunk dude, a uh, big old beer, came to me. You're old man. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you tell Matt Ryan that he should have won some Super Bowls while he was here. I was like, yeah, he, that he messed up during the uh, Super Bowl he was at, but um, he's still the best quarterback the Falcons ever had. And all the hate that he gets is undeserved because people would yeah. give their right arm right now to have Matt Ryan with this defense. He's like, no, Matt Ryan's a fraud. I was like, okay. There's there and there's like not even like ten percent. There's like twenty five to thirty to forty percent of people, stupid football fans, who think Matt Ryan was one of the worst things that happened to this franchise and think that, you know, he wasted time and he's not good. He's not elite. All that's just crazy. And if you watch now, you see how crazy that is. And it just shows you how, again, Desiree would never be and was never intended to be Matt Ryan, but it just shows how important a good quarterback is and how great Matt was, you know, as my quarterback Uh, and how, you know, (laughs) mediocre uh, Ritter is because I keep wanting him to be better than what he is, but you, you can't make a Tiger change his stripes. Uh, Desmond Ritter is, a, is an average to mediocre quarterback, yeah. and that's all he'll be, um, unfortunately. I, I keep wanting him to be better, and he shows me. It gets a 1-11 Panthers team that he can't do it. So I'm, I'm done. So it, this is – it's absolutely perfect timing. Literally right now as we're recording, um, Bill Simmons, for those who don't know, you know, great podcaster for The Ringer, worked for ESPN forever, um, legendary Patriots fan, sorry. Um, but – Benjamin Solak, who also works for the Ringer, does a great job uh, doing draft, kind of tweeted out that there are no two better quarterbacks in the league at knuckleheaded turnovers than Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming, because we're recording during the Sunday Night Football game, so I'm not actually watching, that they just had some knuckleheaded turnovers. So Bill responds to that. What else does Desmond Ritter have to do? This is blatant disrespect to the GOAT, right? Saying that Desmond Ritter is the GOAT of knuckleheaded turnovers. And after today's game, 100% 100% give him the belt, put him on the throne. He is like that interception I is is kind of just I'm I'm done. I'm out. Like I'm out. After that play, that was I have no idea what he was looking no. at when they came back and they they showed it afterwards. It there was a receiver wide open yeah. and he missed him by f- 10 yards. Yeah. Like and it's not even clear that that's who he was going to. It looked like almost he was trying to do a no-look pass to Kyle Pitts, who was then in kind of tight coverage, at least with one man on him and two other defenders in the area, one of whom the ball ends up going just straight Directly. to. And Desmond Ritter's at like the 16-yard line when he throws that pass, and it gets picked off at like the 11. And like, that lost them the game. It very rarely do you can you point to specific plays, even though that is what everybody says, where it's like one or two plays that happens to you. No, it's usually like 34 plays in the span of a 65 play game where like the other team 
kind of goes on and, and just wins those details. But this play and, and Bajan's fumble, but I'm, I'm willing to give Bajan more of a pass. This one, I'm totally not. I mean, like, I he was 12 of 20 for 152 yards with one touchdown and one interception in this game. And again, I know it's raining. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for a low stat total. I was willing to give this team the benefit of the doubt for winning this game 10 to nine. Like I was preparing to have this big defense of like, guys, this game doesn't really matter as long as they got the win yep. because of the weather, yep. because of the Panther, like just, just don't for lose. so many don't reasons, the, the one just don't lose. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they lost and they lost for the same exact reason again. But this specific problem is not an Arthur Smith problem. No coach in the world can coach that type of turnover out of a quarterback. Like, th- what are you supposed to do? Say, don't throw the ball directly to the other team? Guaranteed that's been said. Guaranteed <laughs> at every level that yeah. has been said, yep. right? That is like football 101. So if you have a quarterback that is still going to do that, like, then, then, then I'm out. And that is maybe why I'm like, Depending let's just, just see what Arthur Smith can do with with somebody else because this is a particularly like egregious form of of bad to me yeah that's fair that's fair um i i i just i mean i i, I want a clean slate I, I, I absent terry font no I'm, I'm just tired uh i'm i'm a little bit lazy uh don't want to go in there with scalpel just want to go to sledgehammer just click clear it clear it out this is this is hard to watch and we've lost the backup quarterbacks we've lost you know to teams inferior to us. We've lost games we've been winning in. We've, we've lost and lost and lost and lost. Let's find a new guy and, uh, you know, spin the wheel, see what happens. Uh, fire the Smith, fire Desmond Ritter, get rid of these guys. You know, let's, let's, let's start fresh. Cause I'm, 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 t- I'm tired of watching us lose. I think the Falcons fans as well are tired of watching us lose. So, all right, that that's where, that's where you are. You're two for two, you know, Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter yeah. and, Clean house, except for the GM spot. Of course, you know, and 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 if Ovi was going to have his way, Terry Fonda would be hiring every single person. He he'd be he'd be hiring the roster, all fifty six men. He'd be hiring all the coaching staff. Yep. He'd be he'd be getting me my job back. Yep. Uh, he'd be bringing Ovi. Give me back. my like, job back. I, I can play fullback <laughs> right now. Forty three years old. I've lost a little weight. Exactly. I can play fullback again. Hey, yeah, you man, you're looking great. Um, I am. I'm one of two, right? I I have just clearly made my thoughts about Desmond Ritter felt. I've clearly made my thoughts about Arthur Smith felt, but I, I am much closer to you than I've ever been, Obi. And it's because of, of what you said, where like the, at no point this season have the Falcons had a game where it's all come together, where it's where things have clicked, where they have played complimentary all three phases football. And I, I do want to just ask Arthur Smith, you know, that question, if I had that, like, what's what's up? You know, like, is this is this the vision in week 16 that you not seeing one game from your team where you're like there it is that's the blueprint look at that we got to get back to that each week we're working for that standard your standard is winning by by a field goal at the end of the game your your standard is going into the fourth quarter where it's seven to six and then the panthers are driving late and they get the chance to just run the clock down your defense is continually gassed at the end of these games because they're the, the ones holding you in there. Like uh, that cannot be the vision. Nope. That cannot be what your overall identity is. Is that we're in every game? It's going to be a coin flip. So if that is on the head coach, and if that is 
the the vision that is pitched that is you know brought to the owner to say here's my path forward then yeah get him out of here but i i don't think that is his vision because we have seen them go for the jugular at times we've seen them put up these big plays it's just the falcons could have had more points in this game they they turned the ball over twice but i'm much closer to that balance than i i've ever been Ovi. yeah um well said still fire Arthur smith fire desmond ritter <laughs> give us some new blood in here i'm, I'm tired you know, I'm, I'm tired of real life, and I'm tired of, of this uh, uh, debacle of Falcons uh, football that we're, we're calling, you know, us. Like, this is us. Yeah. So the defense, yeah, those guys are great. Keep them. Uh, the offense has a lot of great pieces to it. The, the biggest thing is the quarterback and the, and the coach. That's what we need. Yeah, I mean, it, and those are, unfortunately, the, the two most important things uh, in, in this sport. So it's, it's not a great place to be. Uh, we're not in a great place, clearly. The Falcons are not in a great place. Both Tampa Bay and New Orleans won today. So now they are firmly and solely in third place in the NFC South, which is clearly the worst division in the NFL. So that's where we're all at, which is just not doing well. So happy holidays, everybody. Um, I hope you guys uh, all enjoy some time with your family. Who knows? I was kind of two weeks ago preparing for a nice stretch run, having some big yep. guests on, right? We, we had Jesse Bates. Oh. We we're we we're going to try to do some bigger things go. for once on this playoff or on this podcast for the playoffs. And now, you know, uh, we'll get somebody. We'll see you on Thursday. It'll be fun. Who knows? We're in an existential tailspin. So uh, today's podcast, as always, was presented by Bet Online. Thank you, Ovi, so much for uh, for joining me. Please follow him on Twitter at OviMahaley34. You can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden. And as always, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.